another exciting case from the files of Richard Diamond, Private Detective. It's your turn. It looks better if my secretary answers the phone. I am not your secretary. I'm the one stepping in for Richard Diamond while he's away on holiday. Well, Richard Diamond doesn't have a secretary. He's got a girlfriend, Helen, who he's doing the mattress mambo with up in the Catskills right now. But when he's here, he answers his own phone. Yeah, I can't believe I offered to cover for him. Can't believe I got my dates mixed up and showed up here when he's out of town. Bob's Feed Store and Match Counseling. We do castration so your wife doesn't have to. Limit one per customer. Yeah, they hung up. So your name's Canary, and you are a private detective? Yeah, me and Diamond go way back. Cracked a bank heist ring together. His shoulder took a bullet meant for my skull, so I owe him one. And here I am. What's your story? Did you miss the theme song? We just played it. Look, I don't need any assistance, alright? I'm just keeping Diamond's chair warm till he gets back. Well, I got no place to be until the next episode, so you're stuck with me. Uh, Mr. Diamond? Close enough. What can I do for you? You're... you're a private detective? We both are. How's that? Sure. I've helped solve cases all over these old-timey radio shows. I'm really good at it. Almost as good as when I... (laughs) Can't say that on radio. (laughs) Well, I need to hire a private detective. I suppose you two will do. Why not? You made it all the way up to the sixth floor. Might as well hire us. He's a surly type of noir detective. I've been called the plucky type. Which I'm okay with now that I know that they were saying plucky with a P. My name is Wellington. Uh, Casper Wellington. Canary. Standish, sup? Mr. Wellington, why don't you take a seat and tell us what vexes you? I need a bodyguard. And I, I, I Why do you need a bodyguard? It's not for myself. Ooh, Madison, will you I, can it? That was my song for karaoke. The KJ would always save me for the end. I would empty the place. Because no one would dare follow me. <laughs> Except maybe on the parking lot with a baseball bat. Mr. Canary, uh, this is quite urgent. Please. Okay, okay. So if the bodyguard's not for you, who's it for? Timothy. Someone's trying to kill him. Why? What'd he do? Would you mind if I handle the line of questioning? Yes, I would mind. My questions are just as valid as yours. All right, then. Be my guest. Thank you. Mr. Wellington, uh, now you made me forget what I was going to say. Mr. Wellington, have you been to the police? Oh, yes, yes. They feel it's not quite important enough for them. You mean this Timothy's life's in danger and the police won't handle it? 
I once reported a guy who kept coming to my house every afternoon. But the cops wouldn't do anything about it. They told me that's what the mailman was supposed to do. But he kept bringing these letters that I never ordered. So, uh, has anybody ever tried to kill Timothy before? No one has exactly tried to kill him, but I very definitely expect an attempt. This Timothy is a friend of yours. Oh yes, a a very good friend. Why would anybody want to kill him? Fess up. He's a douche. You're his friend. You can be honest. Look, uh, I came here to hire a private detective to protect Timothy. I am perfectly willing to pay you your fee. Our fee? Yes, fine. I'll pay you both. (laughs) But but, uh, for the moment, the rest of your questions must go unanswered. Well, my fee is $100 a day plus expenses, Mr. Wellington. You still perfectly willing to pay it? A hundred dollars a day? Well, if you only work eight hours, that's like twelve bucks an hour. Holy crap! That's actually better than modern-day minimum wage in most states. And this is 1950! I think I'm gonna cry a little. Here's the cash. There'll be another hundred dollars each if you protect Timothy long enough for me to get him on a train tomorrow. Where's he going? Out of town, where he can be safe. What's Timothy's last name? That will also have to go unanswered. Dude, stop with the grilling. In two days, we'll be making more than people in Alabama make in a whole week. Fine. Seems my unwitting associate here is compelling me to take this job. So where do we meet this Timothy? How will we know him? Uh, He'll be in your office in a matter of minutes. Something sure doesn't ring up right about this whole thing. Then give me your share. I'll do it myself. Keep those manicured fingernails to yourself. I didn't say I wasn't going to do it. Oh, good. Now I'm going down to the train station to pick up his ticket. When he arrives, I expect you to remain with him constantly. Until tomorrow. Don't let him out of your sight for a moment. I I want him alive and well when he gets on the train in the morning. (laughs) Does he play Parcheesi? Does anybody play Parcheesi? Well, I doubt it, but you never can tell. He He might like it. Maybe we'll have better luck with Twister. Have Timothy at Grand Central at 8 o'clock. I'll meet you there. Good good day, Mr. Canary. Miss Standish. Great. A night of babysitting. Think this is going to make me more than even with Diamond. Quit your bitching. This is good money. The only time I made this much babysitting was when I would steal from the parents. You stole from people you babysat for? It depended on how good the kids were. If the kids were brats, I would consider this part of my earnings. Hey, you! Me? Or me? I'm looking for a P.I. You found them. There's two of them, Tony! I noticed that, George. So we better both show them what we brought with us. Are you guys selling candy for school uniforms or something? If they are, they must come from a pretty tough high school. Those are guns that are pointing at us. Guns? Is it Girl Scout cookie season already? Now we ain't gonna hurt you two if you answer a few questions. Where is Casper Wellington? Who? Casper Wellington. Can anybody be named Casper anymore after Casper the Friendly Ghost? Or Kermit? I don't think you can name a kid Kermit without frog jokes following him his entire life. You don't know Casper Wellington, friend? Never heard of him. We seen him come in the building. And so you figured he came in here? Or have you already checked the other 99 offices in the building? Oh, that's pretty funny. You thought that was funny? It's 1950. George Carlin is only 13, but I bet he's still funnier than that. Even without the words you can't say on TV. You're the only private detective in the building. Detectives. Plural. As in two. Dose. Dose means 12. Still more than one. The director, he says, Richard Diamond. (laughs) 
That you, girly? No, it ain't me neither. Name's Canary, and I think we've said everything we got to say to one another. Sure. Why talk when I can push your face around for a bit? You wouldn't hit a girl, though, right? <laughs> I'd hit a detective. I'm really more of a secretary. All this with some Casper fella? I don't even know him. What good's it gonna do to work me over? Well, now, you see, Tony and me got really nasty dispositions. We've been crossed. And then you make with the jokes. And we don't like being the only ones unhappy. So we think maybe you want to join us. Hold on. Hold on a second, George. Uh, what for? This could be a setup. We mess him up and then the law comes. We gotta find Casper. We don't got no time to play patty cake with the cops. Aw, I want to mess him up. Forget it. Look, friend, you sure Casper Wellington didn't come in here? I couldn't be more positive. Okay. Put the rod down, George. And don't look so unhappy. Maybe the Seamus and his little secretary is lying. If we catch him telling a fib, just think of the fun you can have later on, huh? Come on. We're leaving? Yeah. So long, friend. For your sake, I hope you've been level with us. <laughs> yeah. See you around. Yeah, nice talking with you. See you at the Ghanif's ball. So I guess when the chips are down, you'll happily take a demotion to secretary. You were the one lying to him about that Casper dude. Trying to protect our client, yeah? Well, I was trying to protect my face. My parents spent a lot of money on this nose. I maxed out two of their credit cards before they found out. You know, it's customary for the secretary to answer the door. Oh, is this how we're playing it now? You even got a PI license? In 1950, I don't even have a driver's license. But I still drive. Remind me to take the bus. You, uh, Canary? Yep. I'm Madison Standish. Good for you. I got a crate here addressed to a Canary. Who's sending you a crate? With my luck, Diamond is shipping me his dirty laundry to wash. Come on in. Yeah, okay, uh, where do you want it? Right there is fine. That crate is ginormous! Yeah, it's a little big for laundry. Eh, that's about what I bring home every weekend from college. Okay, Mr. Canary, sign right here. There you are. I hope you two will be very happy. Oh, we're not together. That's good, because I hear three's a crowd. <laughs> Was he proposing a threesome? You see a crowbar around here so I can open this thing? Because no offense, but all of you 1950s guys smell like stale cigarettes. I feel like I'm getting lung cancer just by standing near you. Cigarettes, there we go. I'll use this metal ashtray. Diamond needs to cut back on his smoking anyway. What? Holy crap! Oh, oh no. Get away. Get away. Why are you standing on the desk? Keep that seal away from me. It's a sea lion, to be more specific. That thing's a giant. You're not afraid of him? What, you've never been to San Francisco before? These guys pretty much run the harbor. I tried to get close to take a selfie once. And one of them grabbed the phone right out of my hand. Thankfully, it was my sister's phone. I wasn't going to use my own phone that close to a sea lion. Hey, look! He agrees with me! Great. You found a long-lost relative. Get off the desk. He's super nice. I wonder what his name is. What's your name, big boy? I bet I got a guess. It's Timothy. This is Timothy? Aw, he knows his name. 
Well, this goes beyond my job description. I'm not babysitting any seal. He's going right back to that Casper Wellington. But we promised to keep him safe! My promise was given under false representation, so I'm breaking it. Oh, for the love of- I don't even know where to find Mr. Casper Wellington. Yes! Okay, Timothy, we're all going back to Richard Diamond's apartment. God, I hope his building has a pool. Oh, and I bet Timothy would like that too. Well, there it was. Hey, I'm giving the monologue here. I'm a detective too. I should give the monologue. You got much practice in this? Because I do it on my show all the time. Oh, like it's hard? All right, suppose we trade off. I'll take this one, you get the next. Okay. Thanks. Well, there it was. Me playing nursemaid and companion to a honking seal. Just to make sure it was Timothy, I took a look at the crate, and right there on top was a small printed card that read, This is Timothy. If you want him to do something, throw him a fish. Signed, Casper Wellington. Am I doing this monologue, or are you? I had the card, so I was reading it for you. All right, skipping ahead. With the craziest order I've ever made at Delicatessen, Madison and I lured Timothy along with eight pounds of herring to the 5th Street Precinct, hoping to get some help on tracking down Casper Wellington. Fifth Street Precinct, Sergeant Otis speaking. I think that's him. I'll transfer you to robbery detail. Excuse me, you, you Sergeant Otis? Yeah. Richard Diamond told me to- Hang on. Fifth Street Precinct, Sergeant Otis speaking. Diamond didn't yes. speak very highly of this dude. He I said he's dumber than a bag of hammers. How smart are hammers supposed to be? Hey, I told you I'd be right with you. I didn't say anything. There, you said it again. That wasn't me. That was my associate here. That was you, lady? Those must be some pretty stupid hammers. No, my other associate. That was you. This is Timothy. We're here to see Lieutenant Walt Levinson. Richard Diamond sent us. Lieutenant! Lieutenant! Well, now he's standing on a desk. You guys act like some stereotypical 1950s housewife who saw a mouse in the kitchen. I ain't never seen a mouse that big before. Help! Help! He's trying to eat me! Ah, relax. Here's a fish. Throw it to Timothy. He'll probably take my arm along with it. What the devil's going on out here? Otis, what are you doing up there? Are you Lieutenant Levinson? I'm Madison Standish. Sup? I don't care who you are. What are you doing to my sergeant? You shut up, Otis. That wasn't me. That was Timothy. Who's Timothy? I hate to think what would happen if someone wandered in here with a walrus. Hey, you were up on a desk less than an hour ago, tough guy. Sergeant, you think we can go into the lieutenant's office? Yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever you want. Just get the seal out of here. Come along, Timothy. Madison, hand me another fish. Ew, I don't want to touch any dead fish. Don't they make some sort of Perina seal chow? Just give me the bag. Lieutenant. You get that thing out of here right now. I think the most impressive part of you guys standing on your desks is how sturdy they are. I had an Ikea desk that fell apart when my cat walked across it. Lieutenant, the name's Canary. I'm a P.I. I put that desk together myself and used almost all the parts in the box. Richard Diamond told me to come to you if I needed anything. I followed the instructions. I think I'm fluent in Swedish now. Oh, this was all Diamond's doing, huh? I should have suspected. 
Well, I can't help you. So you can take your sea monster and get out of my office. Give him a fish. A fish? Sure, here, take one and feed it to him. He'll love you for it. You think so? Absolutely. Go ahead and try. His name's Timothy. Okay. Here, Timothy. Hey, he's, he's applauding. You can climb down from the desk now, Lieutenant. Give me another fish first. Okay, you can have another fish, but save some for the seal. Here you go, Timothy. How about that? I give him a fish, and he likes me. I had a roommate like that with sushi. Buy her a California roll, and she'd take you home for a dragon roll. So, Canary and I told Lieutenant Levinson the story about Casper Wellington and the two dudes that were looking for him. The lieutenant put Otis to work trying to find the missing Casper guy, and around, like, three-ish, Otis came back with some news. Hey, that was a super short monologue. So? So I get the next one. No, you don't. We're trading off. That's not fair. Mine was only two sentences. I don't know which is worse, you or the seal. Hey, Canary. And Madison. Uh, yeah, sure. You find something, Otis? Oh, hiya, Timothy. Yeah, I checked with the Humane Society, and they had a report of some guy who lives down by the docks. His name is Wellington, all right. He'd been turned in a couple of times because of his seal. Sorry. Because of Timothy. He apparently makes a lot of noise. I had neighbors who raised chihuahuas. When 30 chihuahuas start barking, it sounds like a pack of banshees coming for your children. At least that's what I told my sister it was. She didn't leave the house till she was 18. So you got an address, Otis? Here it is. 918 River Street. Oh, and Lieutenant, we just got a report on another homicide. So glad my homicide reports are playing second fiddle to a seal. No offense, Timothy, but this is a police department, not a lost and found. Come on, Madison. We gotta find a cabbie that doesn't mind the smell of herring. That's why I haven't been to an aquarium in years. Too fishy. That, and there was this whole penguin encounter disaster. Never feed a penguin breaded fish sticks. Live and learn. Thanks, Cabby. Yeah, yeah, sure thing. Say thank you, Timothy. Before you go, can I ask you something? Yes, he's our son, and he's the fastest swimmer on the high school swim team. That's all. Although he really brings down the choir. So that actually is a seal you got with you. You were thinking maybe a raccoon? You uh, always take him around with you like that? Well, he only has his driver's permit. But once he turns 16 and gets his license, he'll be able to get around on his own. You meet all kinds in this town. All right, fun and games aside, let's get this guy home. What does it say that in New York City, black men still struggle to hail a cab, but we got two today with a 600-pound sea lion? I guess we could be glad that cabbie won't be getting the stink of fish out of his backseat anytime soon. Hold it right there, friend. Oh, goody. It's Tony and George again. And I got a gun pointed right at your backs. You lied to me, friend. I'll go stand in the corner. Nah, don't you move. Whatever you say, I don't argue with that kind of hardware. George, grab the seal. No! Don't 
Don't you dare touch Timothy! But Tony, he's a behemoth. You heard what I said. (sighs) All right. Come here, you. You're looking good there, George. One more lap and you'll beat Seabiscuit's all-time record. Come on, Timothy. I know you can do it, boy. I know you can jump this wall. Come on. I believe in you, Willie. Uh, Timothy, you can do it. You can be free. Shut your mouth. Hey, I, I chased him into the car. He does like to drive with his head out the window. All right, you two. Stay put. One bad move and you're going to be shot up real bad. Come on, Tony. Let's get out of here. Okay. You kids be good and forget about today and you won't see this gun again. Open that big yap of yours and it goes boom. Now turn around because when we leave, I don't want you looking back for no license number. Well, looks like our protecting Timothy was a major fail. Boy, this really is like some of my babysitting gigs. We'll be back in a moment with the second half of Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Hi, I'm Ann Rogers, and with me is my friend, Sprightly Pool. Not just friend, co-worker, assistant, confidant, Sprightly Pool here. Now, I have something amazing to tell you. I'll start from the beginning. Back in 1941 through 1944, I had a radio show on NBC called Hot Copy. And when I was doing that, I was a newspaper reporter and a syndicated columnist. Now, just in case you don't know, hot copy is a phrase that is used by newspaper reporters when they write a story that is breaking news, especially big news. And that is why our show was called what it was called. So there were definitely some wild adventures. She's not kidding when she's talking about those wild adventures. I tell you, we've been in danger more times than I can count. Everything from crazy killers to tracking down Nazi spies, we ended up in some situations that were downright terrifying. So true, Sprightly. But near the end of 1944, our show was canceled due to some conflicting points of view with the sponsor. It was too dark and unladylike. Apparently. Hmm. (laughs) Well, what we're doing now is taking all those stories and bringing them back to life, adapted from the original scripts. That's a feat in itself, as nearly all the old audio is gone. So we're starting out fresh with some amazing voice actors. In fact, really fresh. Because, believe it or not, somehow, we haven't aged a day. (laughs) Yes, it's true. Our new show is called Hot Copy Radio Theater. Listen, download, and subscribe to Hot Copy Radio Theater on Apple Podcasts and probably every other podcast platform that you can shake a stick at. New episodes on the 10th of each month. We stood there while the two Garnifs drove off with poor little Timothy. Then I made a quick dash across the street into a star phone booth. Seconds later, I had Lieutenant Walt Levinson on the horn. See? You had three sentences! Yeah, but you didn't even come across the street with me to use the phone. I didn't know that's why you went into the bodega. I thought you had the munchies. Canary, 
You still down on River Street? Yeah, looking for my client. Well, you might as well stop looking. Stop looking? Excuse me, you got any flaming Hot Cheetos? Why should I stop looking, Walt? His house is just down the end of the block. We got Frito-Lay Cheetos. <gasps> you do? Take my word for it. Wellington isn't there. How much are the Cheetos? Ten cents. Well, then where is he? Canary, you got ten cents? I'm on the phone here. Wellington's in the city morgue. We fished him out of the river 20 minutes ago. What? Come on, I just need ten cents. I don't carry change. In my day, even gumball machines take cards. I'm trying to talk to the lieutenant. Can you believe it? The store guy says Cheetos came out two years ago. Cheetos are from the 40s. Isn't that amazing? Canary, you still there? I'm trying, Walt. Come on, I'm hungry. We still got a couple of pounds of fish left. Ten cents. Uh, here's a quarter. Don't spend it all in one place. Woo! The OG Cheetos. <laughs> okay, Walt, what you saying? Wellington's dead? He was found suffering from a hole in his chest. Dead before he was tossed in the river. Walt, remember those two guys I told you about? Yeah. Well, they just put the snatch on Timothy. They swiped the seal? Yeah, and I don't appreciate guys who wave guns around in my face, so I'm going to check out Wellington's house. See what all this fuss is over a seal. Look! I got 1950s Cheetos Cheeto Fingers! Cheeto! <laughs> Why are you knocking? I thought the dude was dead. Maybe he's got himself another roommate who hates fish. Try the door. See if it's unlocked. You mind not spitting those cheese chunks at me? I like this suit. Ew. This place smells like the dumpster behind Red Lobster. Guess it takes a lot of fish to keep a sea lion happy. Get a load of that kitchen. Gross. He's been gutting fish. And it looks like the cleaning lady doesn't come till the end of the month. Oh, that stench. I'm gonna go outside before I puke up a gelatinous wad of orange Cheetos goo. What the hell did I just trip on? It's a leather bag, sitting right in the middle of the hallway. Open it. There's nothing in it. Just some sort of dust at the bottom. Well, save it. We'll have it analyzed when we get down to the station. Maybe by then Otis will have found something on those two guys that kidnapped Timothy. Can I go puke now? Because the Cheetos are not sitting well with this fish funk. Uh, yeah. Aim for the river. Oh, Cheetos! You artificial cornmeal bastards! I love you, and you always hurt me! Hey, Lieutenant. Uh, we just got something else on that, uh, Casper Wellington guy. Oh, Miss Standish. Jeez, you don't look so good. Well, excuse me for not being a living Instagram filter, so you don't have to look at my horrible, miserable face. What? Take another swig of that Alka-Seltzer, Madison. Otis? What are you just standing around for? What you got on Wellington? Yeah, what did he steal? Hey, how did you know? Just a guess. Lieutenant, you want to kick that garbage can over here? Round two? Mm-hmm. He okay? Nope, oh, false alarm. Get on with it, Otis. Well, it seems that this Wellington guy works at, uh, or I mean used to work at, David and Sons. David and Sons? Diamond and Porter's. Yeah. Wellington ran off with a load of diamonds. Fifty thousand bucks worth. Fifty thousand dollars? And he only paid us twelve bucks an hour? Oh. Head between your knees, Madison. Diamonds? What's this all about? 
It's fairly simple, Walt. Walden comes to me. Us! Us. And tells us to guard Timothy. Then two guys kidnap Timothy. That we heard. And then me and Madison find the remains of a pile of cleaned fish. Please don't mention fish. So? So the two guys who kidnapped Timothy were obviously after something. And the seal is part of it. Tell him about the bag. Yeah, that bag we picked up in Wellington's house. Walt, have that powder in the bottom analyzed. I'll lay six to an even that is diamond dust. The handle on the bag was all orange. That was Cheeto dust. I think Casper was mixed up with those two guys who grabbed the seal and crossed them. He hid the loot and some fish. I said no fish! And fed the food in question to Timothy. So Timothy's got a stomach full of diamonds? Yep. Then Casper left Timothy with us for protection so we can get him shipped out on a train. And in the meantime, the two guys found Casper, killed him, and went back to his house to find the loot. Then they saw the fish, like you did. And easily figured out that Timothy is a very valuable pinniped. Otis, have the powder in the bottom of that bag analyzed. Then put out a 108 on Timothy. Right away, sir. Otis, Canary, and Matt. Round two. <coughs> okay, maybe no, just Canary. We'll no, give you a description no, of the guys who grabbed the seal. We'll never find him that way. You got a better idea? Maybe. Look, these two guys have been one step ahead of us the whole time, right? Yeah. So? So by now they must know how hot these diamonds are. They're certainly not going to try to get rid of them here in town. Then they'll leave town. Yeah, and with that much loot it will be risky if they try it by car. Alright, how do they do it? They're going to put Timothy on that train and make him puke his diamond guts out. There's your explanation, complete with visuals. That is the brightest color orange I have ever seen! Madison and I piled into the squad car. It's my turn to do the monologue. You're giving up your turn to keep those Cheetos down. Nobody listening to this monologue wants to hear that again. I'm feeling better now. Thank you. Just the same. I got this one. 20 minutes later, we were standing in the middle of Grand Central Station with a bag of fish and a weather eye out for the missing seal and his two abductors. Okay, we're here. Where do we find a 600-pound seal in a train station? I once followed Ryan Reynolds onto a train going from L.A. to Vancouver. I thought that was really cool. He was taking a train rather than being one of those celebrities polluting the planet on a private jet. Just as I was going to try and talk to him, we crossed the border into Canada. Long story short, expired passport, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, six months in a Canadian prison, blah, blah, blah. Well, Timothy's case, I don't suppose he'll be sitting at a table in the dining car. They'd have to crate him. The shipping department. Yeah, come on. Shipping? Like Timothy is some sort of Amazon Prime order? Well, at least he'll be in a box three times his size, cushioned with a tree's worth of packing paper. Look, those two guys. Where? Going down the ramp. Is Timothy in that box? More than likely. They're going up to that counter. We need to know for sure that Timothy is in that box. If the seal's not here, and if I pick those guys up without the loot, we may never find it. Give me the fish. What? The fish! I'll walk up to the box with a bag of fish. If Timothy's in there, he'll smell the fish and start making noise. She's got a pretty good idea there, Canary. That's how the Canadian Mounted Police found me hiding in the Amtrak toilet. I never could resist the smell of fresh coffee. But they've already seen you, Madison. They'll recognize you for sure. Okay, hang on. What do you think you're doing? I'm giving this uptight 1950s blouse a plunging neckline. A clever distraction. Worked getting me into bars before I turned 21. All right, here's the fish. Walt and I will be watching in case the plan goes sour. 
Yeah, my plan B when I couldn't get past the bouncer is something I don't do in public anymore. If this girl actually knows Richard Diamond, I'm gonna guess his girlfriend isn't too happy about it. I'm still not sure how I feel about knowing her. Pardon me, but I'd like to find out about sending something. Hey, what's the idea? We was here... Oh, uh, <laughs> excuse me, miss. Yeah, don't, don't mind him. Oh, wow. You boys must really be sending something big. <laughs> uh, yeah. We ship, uh, furs. Furs. Live ones? Do you call baby seals? Uh, no, no. Uh, that's... That's my pet seal. Pet seal? You said it was furs. You two disgust me. He's busting the crate open. Grab him, will ya? He's going after the sack. His frog's got a sack full of fish. Hey, don't we know you? Canary! Cops! They ain't taking me. Dude, he's got a gun! Hold it right there, Tony. All right, bud, drop it. Back off or I start shooting. Ow! Let go of my hand. Get this seal off me. He's chewing my hand off. Then drop the gun. All right, all right. <laughs> Good job, Timothy. That crazy seal nearly killed me. No, he didn't. But you're going to want to get some antibiotics. The condition's called seal finger. Seal bites can lead to a very serious infection that may result in requiring amputation. What? All right, boys. Here's a bracelet for each of you. Let's go outside. Whoa, wait. What did she say about amputation? Hang on a minute, Lieutenant. Yeah, yeah. Hang on a minute. We gotta get the jewels. The jewels? What about my hand? You'll just have to learn to be left-handed. Canary, you and Madison take Timothy to the veterinarian. Then bring me back my evidence. I can't believe you talked me into this. I hope your hand falls off. Come on, you two. I'm taking you to the station. You're gonna let me see a doctor, right, Lieutenant? Well, Timothy, looks like you got your own doctor's appointment to make. It's okay. I'll hold your flipper the whole time. Unless there's blood. Then I'll probably pass out. Unless they sedate me. Veterinarians got good drugs. Come on, Madison. I'm sure Timothy's all right. He's been in surgery for nearly an hour. It didn't take this long when my brother swallowed a handful of Legos. Kids will put anything in their mouth. He wasn't a kid. He was 17 and did it on a bet. I lost 50 bucks. Yeah, well, the vet knows what he's doing. Mr. Canary, Miss Standish. How's Timothy? He had the diamonds in him, all right. You didn't answer my question. How is Timothy? Well... How's the damn seal? Please, doctor. Tell us what happened. We can handle it. Well, I can handle it. He's very weak. I I don't think he has the will to live. But he was such a happy seal. Uh, yeah. What can give a seal the will to live? I think he misses you, Canary. Every time someone mentions your name, he kind of honks and lifts a weak flipper. Canary? What about me? Did you mention Madison? Maybe I should go in there. We're really close. No, it's definitely Canary. I think maybe if he heard your voice, it might give him the strength to fight. My voice? What do I say? Well, music soothes the savage beast. You mean breast. Should I show him my breasts? 
Maybe you could sing to him, Canary. Sing? What do I sing to a seal? Kiss from a rose? Just anything. He's sinking fast. I don't know. You have the power to save him! You have to do it! All right. I'll open the door. He'll be able to hear you. Uh, Timothy. Timothy! Madison is here! Timothy! Oh, sounds like we got the food delivery for the lizards. I can't believe I touched dead fish for that seal. All right, I'll give it a try. Here goes nothing. You're the one I dream of. You're the one who makes me smile. You're the one I wish for. The one who might be kind. Where did that orchestra come from? That did it. It worked. It, it did? Yeah, you're a regular John Cusack with a boombox. I'll go make sure he's comfortable. Uh, then we gotta get those jewels over to the lieutenant. You sure you don't want to keep an engagement ring to give Timothy? Don't be jealous because the sea lion likes me better. You have my seal of approval. You can seal your love with a kiss. You two make a great seal team. What are you doing? We didn't get in all the seal puns during the episode, so I saved them for the end. Do you find this fishy? Was a seal just a red herring? Am I just fishing for compliments? Boy, Diamond sure owes me big. Dick Powell played the role of Richard Diamond, private detective, from 1949 through 1952. Powell was first known in Hollywood as a singer and comedic actor who transitioned into tough noir detectives for radio, including the role of Richard Rogue in Rogue's Gallery. But Richard Diamond was the perfect show for Powell, both utilizing his noir grit as well as featuring lighthearted banter and ending each episode with a song. We want to thank our guest detective Canary, a.k.a. Jay Henry, for joining us for this crossover episode. You can catch Canary in his own audio drama, Canary P.I., wherever you find your podcasts. Hey, everybody. It's Madison. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, real quick. Sign up for my free newsletter to get previews and cool Madison stuff at madisonontheair.com. Now listen to our credits, you guys. This cast worked really hard. You should know their names. Go for it, announcer dude. Madison on the Air was written and produced by Chrissy Talon Sage with music composition and audio engineering by Jeremy Sage. The role of Madison Standish was played by Chrissy Talon Sage. Our special guest noir detective, Canary P.I., was played by Jay Henry. Other actors in the cast were Tom O'Connor as Lieutenant Walt Levinson, Paul Arabisi as Sergeant Otis, Andrew Chan as Tony, Scott Barry as George, Albert Garnica as Casper Wellington, Jerry Kokich as the announcer and veterinarian, Bill Jenkins as the delivery guy, Joe Stofko as the cab driver, and Jeremy Sage as the store clerk, singing voice of Canary, and Timothy the Sea Lion. <laughs>